Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment. Wrestling to the Max Smackdown Review. And we are live to tape on the W2M Network for the Wrestling to the Max SmackDown Live review for April 24th, 2018. Good evening, everybody. I am your host. My name is Harry Broadhurst. Unfortunately, due to a personal issue, the co-host is with the most dismissed Liz Puglisi will not be with us tonight. However, I have the old standard standby with me instead, the wily coyote to my roadrunner, <laughs> Brandon Biscabing. I, I'm not buying. I'm not buying anything from no Acme store. Okay, it's Acme Corp. First oh, of all, fine. Second of all, yes, yes, you are. Nope. <laughs> Speaking of Acme and related corporations and stuff, did you see what's coming off of Netflix this week? No. At the beginning of May, they're getting rid of Phineas and Ferb. Oh, hmm. Poor Phineas no and bueno. Ferb. <laughs> No bueno. Although, odds are it's probably because Disney wants to launch their own standalone. Yeah. Series. Oh, wait. We're here to talk wrestling, aren't we? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm still disappointed that Hercules was taken off. Yet, somehow or another, High School Musical gets a pass. Uh, of so, course. Anyway. So we are here to discuss the first post-Superstar Shake-Up episode of the blue brand here for SmackDown Live, again, dated April 24th, if only because Sean hates when I say the show date. <laughs> and what do you say we get into this, Brandon? Let's do it. All right, so the opening promo is Miz TV, as we're supposed to get the big interaction between Miz and Brian after Miz popped me last week, the schmuck. <laughs> did, you see Mrs. did you see Mrs. Twitter response to Brian's comment? Uh, I don't believe so. Brian commented, punch something, and then had the hashtag punch his face. Yes. Miz responded back with a tweet of something along the lines of, you might want to be careful punching me, Daniel. You might hurt yourself and end up out three years again. <laughs> uh, I, I hate to have to laugh at that, but that's funny. 
that's so in character for him, too. It is. It really is. Anywho, he talks about now that his daughter is born, he wants to leave the past in the past and let bygones be bygones. And you would think that Brian would want the same since he has a little girl of his own, obviously doing so to poke buttons at Brian, when it is not Daniel Bryan who answers the call to come out on Miss TV. Instead, it's the man who booted Brian in the face last week on SmackDown, Big Cass. Actually, Cass cuts a pretty decent promo here. Yeah. Maybe I would it's... say... Okay, by, by cast standards, at least. Yes, by cast standards, it was better than you expected. But still, I mean, maybe this is just my bias, but uh, Cass is going to get X-Pac heat very quickly. I disagree. I think the way that Cass is handling himself, he's almost like a rejuvenated Cass. Plus, did you see the rumors that they actually did file for a registered trademark on his original wrestling name again? Oh, did they? Okay. so For Colin Cassidy? Yeah. Uh, see, I just feel like they need to... I mean, it wouldn't help... I mean, it wouldn't help everything, but I think a complete and total gimmick reboot would be the best thing for him. Because I just still see him as the, the, tall, the, the tall guy that was with Enzo. See, I don't think you need to reboot the gimmick. I think you need to reboot the ring name. Well, yes, and exactly. Going, That's what him I meant. De- him denouncing the big casting and going back to Colin Cassidy, I think, would have that effect. Plus, it would allow them to market Colin Cassidy as his own entity rather than having him still have that stigmata of Enzo Amore on him. True, but at the same time, in the sense of his gimmick right now, it's kind of good to have him be called Big Cass because his whole thing is basically, you know, he's basically talking in Vince McMahon speak and saying, I'm a big guy, so therefore I'm better than all of you. Uh, I mean, to a point, yes, but I think we'll have to see what Cass can do in the ring in a match to back it up. And as we find out a little bit later on in the show, we'll get the opportunity to see Cass do just that on May 6th. We'll talk about that when we get there, though. Your thoughts on the way Miz handled Miz TV up to the point of Cass, Cass's interruption? I mean, I like, I mean, Miz is always, you know, it's Miz. It's what you expect from him, you know. I don't really know what they're trying to do with this whole, like, you know, I, I, I'm assuming that they're just going with basically a la Alexa Bliss where he's basically talking out of his you-know-what uh, when it comes to, you know, him being a new changed man and everything. Um, but, like, you know, it was it was what you expect uh, from Miz, you know, no more, no less. Before we go to commercial, we see Asuka walking towards the ring because everybody knows people, wrestlers walking to the ring before their match makes them that much more effective in the match itself. But instead, we are interrupted by the visual of Daniel Bryan laid out backstage. No one saw that coming at all. Bryan's laid out backstage and Cass ends up being the guest on Miss TV. Hmm. Wonder who could have done that. Dun dun dun! <laughs> and and he is Our, well known for attacking people from behind, in spite of his size. 
uh, I'd ask who you're talking about, but then we'd have to mention his name again, and we don't want to do that. <laughs> Just saying. Our opening contest, scheduled for one fall. One fall. Is a women's tag team match because they don't get to go on the trip to Saudi Arabia. I was hoping that this would be um, the... Uh, I was hoping this would be the main event so I would I could make the same reference that I made last night of hey this is your uh th- this is your uh free main event because you know you weren't able to go on the show this is your th- th- this is your your payment for not being able to go to the show ladies go revolutionize your locker rooms they're that way anywho it is Oscar and Becky Lynch Nobody's ready for straight fire as they take on Billy Kay and Peyton Royce, the mm, conics. I'm sorry, the iconics. I'm being corrected. I apologize. <laughs> the match itself sees Billy and Peyton pick up their first win on SmackDown as Peyton pins Becky Lynch with a feet full of rope after a shoulder into ring post roll up at approximately 7:20. Brandon. Uh, you couldn't have at least saved this for, like, you couldn't have moved this, you know, put, either put someone else on this match or something. I get what they're trying to do. I don't like it, but I get what they're trying to do. But really, after, you know, I I get that Vince McMahon does not care and everything, and I get that this is the beginning of the end already. I hate to say it, but, you know, hey, you you can call me crazy all you want, but I'm calling it right now. This is the beginning of the end. Um, But, you know, why do it so quickly? Especially with all the fanfare and everything of her coming to SmackDown and everything. Well, I think the key thing here is the fact that Becky took the loss in this match. Asuka wasn't pinned. And also, you have to know, you have to remember some dissension between Becky and Oscar as Billy shoved uh, Becky into Oscar, knocking Oscar off. <laughs> <paper. laughs> Damn dog. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I get what you're saying. I get there are mitigating factors to this. Um, but at the mm-hmm. same time, what? Nothing. I was impressed with the choice of words there. Carry on. Um, but the fact that, like, if it wasn't for, you know, Mixed Match Challenge and if it wasn't for the fact that they kind of already built into this, that, yes, tag team matches count and, you know, just because you're not the one eating the pin doesn't mean that it's not considered a loss for you it still kind of hurts her credibility where it's like now she's going to go on this giant losing streak and, you know, basically, you know, it, it just does not, it does not put a good look on her and on, you know, the whole division, honestly. Backstage, Renee Young catches up with AJ Styles as AJ informs her that Shane McMahon has given him the opportunity to get some revenge on Shinsuke Nakamura before they meet at the Greatest Royal Rumble by putting him in a tag team matchup against Shinsuke and Rusev Day. Who will AJ Styles' partners be? Well, all you need to know is that they're just too sweet. 
Hmm. If only there was a tag team that had just moved over to... <laughs> I mean, come on. Anyone with half a brain, as soon as you heard that it was going to be a tag team match, you were like, oh, the club's reforming. Video package for Andrade Cien Almas and Zelina Vega. Okay, you can be a hater all you want to. That dude has been gold in NXT since Zelina's arrival. Yeah, for the same reason that Miz is quote-unquote gold as soon as Maurice is around. Miz has been gold even without Maurice. I, I'll agree. I'll I'll give you that. But he's always... Whenever he's been, you know, a a bigger guy, and I have a feeling the same will go with go for Almas. It's always been because he's had lackeys. I wouldn't exactly call Selena a lackey. I would call her a business manager, which is what she is. Well, but it's it, it's the same concept as Maurice, though, where, you know, the yes, you can call them whatever they want, but, you know, in storyline, in reality, in terms of what they're doing, uh, you know, during matches, they're just a distraction and just a way to get cheap wins. Well, I mean, Maurice wasn't exactly doing a whole lot when she wasn't pregnant, so, whereas Zelina, I feel, is an active participant in the matches. Oh, yeah, she gets a lot more involved than Maurice ever did. The Usos have a meetup about tonight's Rowan versus Jimmy match. Naomi arrives. Jay conveniently forgets that Jimmy that Naomi left him high and dry last week. Naomi wants to talk to Jimmy. Jimmy and Naomi have a heart to heart. A bunch of a bunch of lingo that I don't quite understand is thrown around just because I'm not urban, I guess. <laughs> and eventually. Jimmy says that the Usos will take care of business tonight and in Friday in Saudi Arabia when they win back the tag team titles. Do you like the addition of Naomi as a valet, or would you rather see her as an active in-ring competitor? Well, I'll talk about this more when we get to the match itself and what occurred okay, in well, this in that match. Case, but but well, I, I have case, a very strong opinion on the timing of this. Hold on. Okay. Hold on. In that case, the following contest scheduled for one fall. One fall. Is the aforementioned Rowan versus Jimmy Uso match, which sees Jimmy pick up a win with a pinfall victory after a roll-up courtesy of a distraction via Naomi at approximately four minutes. Yeah, I mean, this is a great way to even the odds for the Usos to give them a legitimate chance to win this match. But, hey, guess where their rematch is? In a place where Naomi can't go. So this whole thing, it's one thing if the rematch was at Backlash and they were trying to push the concept of, oh, Naomi's going to help her husband and her brother-in-law to win the titles back and everything, and she's going to be at their corner, yada, 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 you know, and, and all of that. That's great, but... It's all a moot point because you can't do it. So what's the point in doing all of this build-up for it to go nowhere? I 
I think that's kind of the story that they're telling. They have Naomi here in the States, so they were able to get the one up here, but they won't have her on Friday, and they're about to get their masses beat. But then, you know, I, I get what you're saying. Where do we go from saying? there is the question. What? Where do we go from there is the question. Exactly. I get that reasoning. I get that whole thing where, you know, the Usos are going to be annoyed and, you know, they're going to be like, oh, we want another rematch, especially if, you know, they they don't, it, as especially if the Bludgeon Brothers don't win completely clean. Um, but, yeah, it's just, I wish they would have saved this for next week and had the bill like I get that they're having the the tag title matches basically the only way that this works is if the is if the finish isn't completely clean like if a brawl breaks out and there's a double count out or something where they're able to conceivably create another rematch at backlash for the titles between these two teams and that's how you get Naomi uh, at ringside and helping the Usos. To a point, I see what you're saying there. I still like this angle may have been a little bit more effective had New Day had the tag team title match in Saudi Arabia. And exactly. then the Usos getting the title match when we come back to stateside. Exactly. It would have worked if there, if like New Day had the title match and the Usos were trying to still position themselves for a title match, and Naomi was going to join them and help them out. That could have worked, but now where it's like, they have this rematch, um, but you know now they're big ace in the hole that they've suddenly gotten over the last couple of weeks is suddenly a moot point. It, she, can't, she can't help them. The women's title match contract signing, because the women get two segment t- segments tonight due to not being in Saudi Arabia on Friday. See, sorry Carmella you're not on the card uh, payback. Yes, they got a mat, they got a tag match player and a full segment tonight. Our bad, we screwed up. We done went to the wrong country. Anywho. As Carmella comes out and says that she doesn't feel appreciated after last week's Carmelabration. She then replays the video from the Carmelabration and threatens to play it again after not getting the response that she wants when she is interrupted by Charlotte Flair. Charlotte doesn't say anything. She just comes down and signs the contract. Carmella tries to get in Charlotte's face. Charlotte flips a table onto Carmella and then leaves. <laughs> um, Okay. That was great. See, I say this as somebody who's not the world's biggest Charlotte fan. Mella looked bad. Oh yeah, she definitely did. But I think that's the point. They're they're trying to I make. Also... Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Okay. Um, they're. They're trying to make it to where it's basically saying, oh, Carmelo's win was just a fluke because of the Iconics and because of the briefcase. 
and she can't actually beat Charlotte in a one-on-one match without any sort of shenanigans. Now, we're getting all of this and watch her actually beat Charlotte at Backlash on, on the thing. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure it will happen just because, you know, that seems to always happen. But, you know, that's the story that they're trying to build here is that Carmella is not on Charlotte's level. A non-title rematch between Jeff Hardy and Shelton Benjamin is made for the evening, but Randy Orton's like, nah, I'm going to steal your match, dog. <laughs> Can he do that? Like, are there, I, aren't, there con- aren't there contract laws that say he can't do that? I didn't fully get that, because it seemed like Jeff Hardy, like, kind of paused as though, like, he was the one that called the audible. Like, he's trying to play these mind games with Shelton Benjamin by, instead of having the rematch, that, like, he brings out Randy Orton. That or Hardy's injured again, and they don't want him working too many matches. That could also be the case. Because he did kind of limp out there something serious. Yeah. That being said, our follow match scheduled for one fall. One fall. Is Randy Orton versus Shelton Benjamin, and we actually see Shelton pick up a singles win. Wait, holy shit, Shelton picked up a singles win. <laughs> this was a very no. topsy-turvy episode of Raw in ter- or in, uh, of SmackDown in terms of uh, who was winning these matches. Well, real quick here, let me first of all state that it only took the 82nd Airborne to Neil Singh and a distraction in order for Shelton to pin Randy Orton. True. Very but hey, a win is a win is a win, I suppose. Yep. Shelton hits pay dirt and pins Orton at 8 minutes and 21 seconds. All right, so we'll be doing – well, you'll be given the rest of your greatest Royal Rumble predictions a little bit later on. Mm-hmm. I have a way for you guys to hear mine if you want to. I'll give you the quick synopsis when we do Brandon's picks, but more or less I'm going to tell you to go listen to last night's episode of The Reaction in order to hear my full breakdown because I don't feel like covering it two nights in a row. I mean I'm just doing the SmackDown ones on this show, and you guys can hear my Raw predictions from last night on the Raw review. Uh, and then I'll do the Cruiserweight title prediction on uh, 205. You can hear his and Liz's thoughts on the Raw yes. preview available on W2M.com. Cheap plug. Yep. You, you can't see it, but I'm doing the Mick Foley thumbs up. <laughs> visual, vis, visual aids on an audio podcast. What can I do? Anywho. Moving on. The New Day in the Bar meetup backstage. The bar steal pancakes and tell the New Day that it's not going to matter what the New Day likes about them being on SmackDown. Because once they win the Raw Tag Team titles back on Friday, they're going back to Monday Night Raw. I don't think that's how this works. (laughs) Well, we have yet to see this actually work, so (laughs) we'll see how that works. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
mean if Miz wins the IC title ladder match that he goes back to Raw? Well, no. But, well, I, I don't know. It's so confusing. We'll see. Because it was funny. Liz and I were talking about it last night. We were like, you know, um, you know, like we were both at first thinking that uh, it was just going to be like the guy from Raw could could win the IC title and the guy and uh, that Jeff was going to retain the US title. And then we both kind of thought at the same time, wait a second, Jinder could win the I win the U.S. title, bring it back to Raw while Samoa Joe or Miz win the Intercontinental and bring it to SmackDown. Well, I mean, I'll make my predictions known a little bit later on, but I have something along the lines of that happening. I will say that much. Oh, God. Just when we thought the titles weren't switching brands again. Yeah, well, what can you do? Hype package once again for Sanity. Doesn't feel the same without Nikki Cross, but I'm no. sure Eric Killian and Andrew Alexander will do well for themselves. I'm sure they'll still do good, um, but I'll agree with that. It's going to feel weird without Nikki there biting the ropes. Crude comment kept to myself. <laughs> Moving on. Daniel Bryan is talked to by Renee. Let's everybody know that shocker, it was Big Cass who jumped him. Spoiler alert. Wow. And then says that he has the opportunity he'll have the opportunity to get his revenge on Cass at Backlash because that's what everybody wanted for Brian's first singles match back on pay-per-view. Yeah, we want him to wrestle big fucking Cass. Yeah. <laughs> Samoa Joe promo real quick to talk about him winning the IC title ladder match and then beating Roman Reigns. Believe that. I will be so glad when this whole Joe Reigns thing is behind us come backlash so that way we can actually focus on Joe being a dominating badass on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Allegedly. <clears throat> it is now time for your main event scheduled for one fall. One fall. Tag team action as the club... Not the Balor Club, but the club, but not the Bullet Club, because that doesn't exist. And I'm turning into Corey Grape. You know what? <laughs> Fuck it. AJ Styles, Carl Anderson, and Luke Gallows take on Rusev Day. Do you know what day it is, Brandon? Not Rusev Day. I See, this is why you're the sidekick. <laughs> you, you don't have Liz here to say it. Which means you have to fill in for her. Fine, because she did the one fall for me last night. It's Rusev Day. It's Rusev Day. You know, I have yet to listen to one of these back to see how my singing sounds. I'm sure it's just god-awful. <laughs> of Rusev, Aiden English, and biceps to ball sacks, Shinsuke Nakamura. I can say that, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I used that on the reaction last night and popped myself just like I did right now. <laughs> Anywho, what are your thoughts on them changing up Shinsuke's theme song? Oh, God, I hate it. I like it, and here's why. Because it takes away something that the fans appreciated about Shinsuke. If I, he's going to be a heel, if he's going to be a heel, let him be a heel. I get that, and I know they're going to do it with Bobby as soon as they end up turning him heel. 
Um, but uh, we we lost we lost two great themes in two nights this week. Yeah, if McIntyre was going to use any song, I'd prefer he go back to Shaman. Exactly. Harvest. If you're going to change it, at least go back to uh, uh, Broken Dreams. Yeah, Broken Dreams. There we go. Uh, I use the name of the band. The band is Shaman's Harvest. Oh, okay. I'm a huge fan of them, so that's kind of how I know that. Anywho, mm-hmm. the finish of the match sees Luke Gallows taking the pinfall loss here at 10 minutes and 10 seconds when Shinsuke Nakamura gets some momentum going into the tag team, into the, excuse me, the WWE rematch come this Friday at the Greatest Royal Rumble. I mean, it's not the universal title either like they made you think it was at WrestleMania, so... Did you see that, by the way? What? They f***ed up AJ Chiron at WrestleMania and labeled him as the Universal Champion. Really? Yeah. Huh. It's in the newest episode. It's in the newest episode of Botchamania, which you can watch online at Botchamania.com. I, I, I gotta check that out. That's funny. That one's for you, Matthew. You owe me one, homie. Anywho. <laughs> Would you like to know what move puts Luke Gallows down for the three count? You want to do it? That's it's kind of my shtick. I'm okay. asking if you want to know who yeah, it is. Yeah, yes, I, yes, I would like to know. Kinshasa! Uh, never gets and old. And then guess what? Guess what happens post-match? Kinshasa? Kinshasa! <laughs> but wait, there's more. <laughs> Kinshasa! <laughs> okay, I'm done. After uppercutting Styles in the little Styles... I, I gotta figure out a better way to describe it. <laughs> After uppercutting AJ and his phenomenals, <laughs> he goes to Kinshasa AJ as well. But Carl Anderson ends up biting the bullet for Styles and taking the Kinshasa himself. And then while Styles is watching, holding his cojones, Shinsuke hits Anderson with yet another one just to be an extra added level of dick. <laughs> Kinshasa! Count on the evening. Three. You, you know what he needs to do now? Just, just because it will be hilarious with, with what, like, pretty much what his gimmick is now. Um, he, he needs to do it. somebody in the nuts? Yep. That checks out. <laughs> that, you know, you know what I want to see happen at the Greatest Royal Rumble? What? I want to see him go to Kinshasa AJ and AJ uppercut him in the bowls. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then you can set up for a no disqualification rematch at Backlash. Because <laughs> it's not like they're going to have time to make another title match for Backlash. Yeah. And that is an official wrap for the 424 episode of Tuesday Night Smackdown Live. Scale of 1 to 10, Brandon. Um, I'm going to give this a 6. Um, a lot of the things that they did just, like, were head scratchers. And it just... This episode kind of felt like it just kind of dragged on. See, I disagree. I thought tonight's SmackDown blew by pretty quickly. I'm going to give it a seven. I enjoyed the vast majority of the show. I agree with you on the booking decision of the opening tag team contest. And if you had to give the Iconics a win in that match, then you probably should have found somebody other than Oscar to be Becky Lynch's partner. Exactly. But at the same time, it was Becky who ate the fall, not Oscar. So I'm not as offended yeah. by that. As but I as I said before, you know, with 
what they've already built up with, you know, tag team matches matter no matter whether you're eating the pin or not. It still goes down as an L for Asuka and two L's in a matter of three weeks after being undefeated for over almost two years. Not exactly the greatest look. One word review. Uh... Hmm. Topsy-turvy. Just a lot of weird things that they did on this show. Mechanical. Because they're going through the motions in order to get through the Greatest Royal Rumble. And in 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 the process of having to get through the Greatest Royal Rumble, they're sacrificing backlash. Yeah, yeah. And also, I mean, we, we already know Backlash is a rematch show. You don't need to make it blatantly obvious. Yeah. Well, they're basically having two rematch shows in a matter of two weeks. Not even two weeks, like nine days. Yeah. So, yeah, th- these next couple of weeks are just going to be, well, unless, unless the big rumor of, you know, basically... You know, the ulterior motive behind what has happened over the last couple of weeks with the Universal title picture um, all coming, culminating on Friday. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll talk about uh, we'll talk about that when we do predictions. And speaking of which, doing predictions here, since you ran the prediction special on uh, since you ran the prediction special for you and Liz last night, I'm going to go ahead and let you take control of it here for the rest of the predictions for the Greatest Royal Rumble. Okay, stage is me... yours, Bisco. Okay. Um, do you do you want me to ask you about them as well, and you'll just give a quick snippet, or do you want me to just run through my predictions? Yeah, I can give my predictions for each match. Like, if you want to run down the matches from yesterday real quick, I can give those. Okay. And then in order to hear full details, I'll tell everybody once again that the Raw Reaction is a presentation of the Chairshot Radio Network, available live every Monday night at 11.30 p.m. on Blog Talk Radio backslash Chairshot Radio. Okay, I'll just we'll just run through the Raw matches, and we'll just give our predictions. Since I don't want to give too much away, you guys can listen to our full predictions for the Raw matches uh, for, on the Raw Review from last night. So, Woken, Hardy, and Bray versus The Bar, I think this is pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, Cesaro and Sheamus are off to SmackDown for good and hopefully going to be separating into singles runs. Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt win. Yep, agreed. Uh, Let's see. John Cena versus Triple H. Uh, I went with Triple H. Cena wins because he needs a rebound win after getting his ass handed to him by Taker at Mania. That's, That's pretty much what Liz said. Same, similar thing, but only completely different. Um, Intercontinental uh, Fatal Four Way. I think I'm. Yeah, I went with Balor. Uh, belt changes hands and shows. It moves over to SmackDown with Samoa Joe. Mm-hmm. It moves over to SmackDown with Samoa Joe. So does that mean that the the match at Backlash becomes a Intercontinental title match? Um, no, but I wouldn't be surprised to see it end up being champion versus champion. Oh, okay. Okay. That, that actually makes some sense. 
Um, I think we did talk about the U.S. title match, um, just because there is someone on both shows. Um, so I, I went with Hardy retaining. Jinder Mahal wins the U.S. title. And moves it over to, to Raw. Okay. Correct. Uh, AJ, well, oh no. Uh, Lesnar versus Reigns. I went with Reigns. They're going to want to, you know, have that final coronation in a much more, um, uh, receptive crowd. Yeah, you'd think so, but no, Lesnar retains. Huh. Okay. And I just, I, I feel like they don't see Roman as the guy now. Hmm. Wow. That's, that's shocking. If that's the case, then who do you see finally, uh, who do you see finally overthrowing the beast? Ideally Braun Strowman down the road. Okay. More, more likely possibly Bobby Lashley. Hmm. Well, that'll if you are correct, that'll be very interesting, and it'll be even more interesting if we do end up seeing through the the rumor mill that that is the reasoning why he loses. How the fans then react to Roman? Uh, now going into SmackDown, um, we can talk about. The, I'll talk about this more in depth. Bludgeon Brothers versus Usos. I talked about it a little more earlier. Um, but especially after what happened tonight, I'm thinking um, the Bludgeon Brothers retain, but there are some shenanigans involved to set up a rematch at Backlash where Naomi is able to help the Usos get the titles back. Um, One word to describe this match. Murder. Bludgeon Brothers win. Okay. Even after what happened tonight, your thoughts don't change? Nope. Bludgeon no. Brothers still win via murder. Well, I'm gonna go I'm gonna use the same exact word for the ne- for the next match that we have to talk about. Undertaker versus Rusev. Yeah, we we've seen this uh song and dance before with uh a certain other untouchable in WWE. With uh, going up against Rusev, um, yeah, he's getting murdered and put in that casket and and shipped off to the graveyard. Probably sent to Impact Wrestling in the process. No, yep. kidding. Um, um, actually, I think it'll be an evenly contested match. Hmm. I think Taker. I think Taker likes Rusev, so I don't think he's going to go out there and like straight up squash him. I don't think Rusev is going to win, but I don't think Taker's going to squash him. And then uh, AJ versus Shinsuke WWE Championship. I just I don't see them changing this title at pretty much a glorified house show. Um, I think AJ retains, and uh, but there are some shenanigans like you were talking about before, where we get a a rematch uh, at Backlash with some sort of stipulation. Well, I said earlier that it would make the most sense to me to have AJ uppercut Shinsuke in the Nards, the GRR. I think it goes the, I think it goes the other way, and Nakamura gets himself disqualified for hmm. uppercutting AJ, hmm. and then Styles demands another opportunity against Shinsuke after the assault on the Phenomenals. Yeah, and no DQ and everything. 
yeah, we do some kind of we do some kind of no disqualification stipulation, street fight, no disqualification, whatever you want to call it at uh at Backlash. Now the the final one, at least for this show, I'm this is something that you may not have answered on uh, the raw reaction, so I'm gonna go with this in three parts, like I did last night, um, for the greatest Royal Rumble, and maybe you'll be able to change my mind on this. Um, first, do you think that this is going to have any sort of, um, is, is this going to have any sort of meaning to it? Um, Absolutely. What? Absolutely not. Okay, so it's basically going to be like the Andre where, you know, the the person who wins is going to brag about it for like a couple of weeks and then they'll drop it. More or less. I mean, yeah. this is the, the this is the WWE taking a massive payday to go overseas. Yep. Yep. Nothing, uh, second, no, nothing, nothing more, nothing less. Yep. Yep. I I I have to agree with that. Um, second, how many bigger surprises do you think we're going to get? And who? And are there any specific names that really jump out at you? Well, I mean, Great Khali seems obvious. Yep. There's one that uh, was kind of spoiled already on the poster. Uh, Rey Mysterio? Yep. Yeah, I heard about Rey as well, so that doesn't surprise me there. I think we get a few people that a lot of people aren't expecting, but I don't think it's going to be anything too major in that regard. I mean, I think the biggest name that we might see in this match that maybe people aren't going to expect is Big Show. Okay. So, but I already I have my Big Show, or I think Big Show was on the poster as well. Actually, he's been announced. He's been confirmed. Oh, well, then there you go. All the more reason for Big Show to be in the match. Yeah. So you don't <laughs> see any huge surprises even with 50 men? Uh, depends on if they bring any of the NXT talent. I was thinking the exact same thing. I was thinking maybe, maybe some Adam Cole, some, you know. Adam, Adam Cole was in the, uh, was in the, the Royal, Royal Rumble. Rumble. Yeah. Andrade Cien Almas was in the regular Royal Rumble, so seeing him over there wouldn't surprise well, me. Well, he's on the main I, roster now, so I think it's pretty obvious still, that he'll be in it. But maybe somebody like an Aleister Black, or yep. maybe some, maybe somebody like a... Lars Sullivan. Or an EC3, maybe? Mm-hmm. Um, and then the, the big question, who do you think wins this? Braun Strowman. Yeah, that was... Um... I think that uh, um, we kind of came up with a toss-up between Braun, Daniel Bryan, and Kurt Angle. Um, I will say I would not be surprised to see uh, some of the people who have earlier matches in the show in this Rumble as well. Mm. So like a John Cena, like a Triple H, like an, mm. like an Undertaker perhaps. Yeah, yeah, I could, I if, could see that. Um, if, take, if Taker is in this match, it changes my prediction because I think Taker would win. Hmm. Okay. The reason the reason I say that is I don't know that Taker's able to take that top rope bump. Mm. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, another thing, real quick here, another okay. person along that same line of thinking too would be the great Kali. Is I'm not sure how well Kali could take that bump right now either. So it wouldn't surprise me at all if Kali wins it. Yeah, because Kali was another one that's on that poster. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, I mean that's the the thing that we were talking about last night about is you know. Um, you don't really know. I mean, I'm sure WWE at least has an idea, but you don't really know how much the Saudi fans know and like who their top, you know, 
who the top draw is over there. I got you. So, um, you know, it, it, it's going to be interesting to see. It's it's a glorified house show, but it'll still be interesting to see what they do with it. Uh, yeah, I think that pretty much wraps it up. It is a house show they are making a shit ton of bank on. Oh, yeah, of course. Rather or not it's eth- it's ethically worth it is a completely different conversation for a completely different day and well, one we do not have time well, to have. L- let's just hope that Triple H's words are actually solid and he says that, you know, they're going to stick to their guns and that it, within the next couple of years, because this is a 10-year deal, that the women will be on the card within the next couple of years. Believe that when I see that. I agree. I agree. I'm just hoping because he did say that on an interview uh, yesterday. I, I believe. I believe that wraps us up, Bisco. Yeah. yeah. Well, for SmackDown. For, yes, for SmackDown. We'll we'll talk about 205 in a bit. Indeed, as coming up next here on the W2M Network, available online at w2mnet.com. Show. <laughs> We'll be the 205 Live review. In addition, Brandon will be back on Thursday with the NXT review. Who his partner will be, we don't know. We'll figure that out down the road. But you know what I can tell everybody about, Brandon? The kickoff. We're back tomorrow night with our NFL draft preview. Myself, Brandon Biscabing, Jason Teasley, and Eric Watkins bring you the kickoff here on the W2M Network. We preview the 2018 NFL draft. We post view the draft the following week, and then we're off again until it's time for the exhibition season. Dems the breaks people. Nothing (laughs) we can do. So for the absent co-hostess with the most dismissed Liz Puglisi, he's Brandon Biscoping. I'm Harry Broadhurst, and you have been listening to the Wrestling to the Max Smackdown Live review here on the W2M Network for April 24th. 2018. We'll see you guys shortly with 205 Live. Have a good day, night, whenever you're listening. Whatever. Have a good one. Bye, guys.